Does gratitude initially come to mind when you face trials? Are you thankful for the challenges you're walking through right now? Can I be honest? Really, me neither. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, who wants to go through these challenges, right? Who naturally is grateful for pain? I know I tend to go into that self-pity, woe is me attitude without even thinking about it because life is just hard. Well, my friend Wendy has gone through obstacles most of us will never have to face, and she's found gratitude through it. She's learned how God allows our suffering to create a beautiful story of hope, joy, and peace, and how God can use our battles and breakthroughs to help others. Her story exudes these concepts, and her battles have become breakthroughs and inspiration to everyone around her. Wendy Wallace is a wife, mom, Christian living and positivity coach, inspirational digital content creator at One Exceptional Life, and an ice cream lover. Me too. <laughs> I love ice cream. Anyway, she is also a quadruple amputee. A flesh-eating bacterial infection resulted in a coma, three-month hospital stay, and amputations of both hands and both feet. What you might consider the worst thing that could possibly happen actually was good for her and was good and it was all God's glory. By God's wonderful grace, she is living one exceptional life where in true form with 2 Corinthians 1.4, God comforted her in all her tribulations so that she can comfort and lift up and encourage other women to rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials of life. I'm so ready to learn how she allowed God to create her own beautiful breakthrough story. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up, and I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for hopping on Goal Driven Moms with me. Hi, Gabe. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited to have you on here again because this is not your first rodeo. And that's one thing I want uh, my listeners to know. If you have not heard Wendy's Overcomer story, like I talked about in the intro, you want to go back to episode 24, all the way back to the beginning, um, where I had Wendy on and she shared about how she became a quadruple amputee and how she found victory through the trial. It was a really positive conversation conversation, a really powerful conversation. And it really was one of my favorites. So I'll make sure to link it in the show notes, but it's episode 24. Go back and listen to the full story 
Um, I will have her share a little bit about that in here soon too. But before we dive in, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about you and your family so we can get to know you better before we get rolling. Sure. I love talking about my family. Um, okay. So like you mentioned, I'm a wife and mom and my kids are all in their twenties now. They're all living on their own and I have a brand new grandbaby and we're excited to, we don't get together very often, but we're getting together in the next few weeks for our number one son's wedding. So kids are all grown up. When I had experienced this, they were all teenagers and they were in that critical need their mama time of life. And just what I loved about that period of time is they were old enough to understand what was going on while that's not always the best thing. They, they still understood it. They understood God was working and they were able to help, which was really important because we needed all the help we could get. And they were also old enough where my husband could stay there by my side in those will she or won't she live days and weeks um, and still be able to get the care they needed by other family members so that kind of makes you want to go back and figure out what I'm talking about huh yeah I love it and that's what they need to do episode 24 we'll share all of that but I do want them to have some context as we go into this so can you yeah. just share a short snippet of your story what happened because this was just kind of a fluke phenomenon really it wasn't it wasn't just something it was something that just happened Right. Um, you know, I was running around. Our kids were always involved in stuff. I was always right there with them in whatever activity they were doing. And I had taken my uh, oldest son to one of his activities and I started to feel a little bit crummy. And I also noticed that um, my upper thigh was swelling up and I didn't know what was going on. The next morning I was sick. I thought I had the flu. I don't know where it all came from but I went to bed it was the weekend my husband was here to handle things and I just went to sleep it off and within two days it became evident that this was not just the flu and when I reached a point where I was struggling just even be able to stand or you know use the restroom or any of those things it was time to go to the hospital and so what started as we later determined was an ingrown hair was quickly diagnosed, thankfully, as flesh-eating bacteria. And so the last thing I remember is getting to the hospital and then I was out. I was in a coma for three weeks. And during that time, the bacteria was growing there were numerous surgeries and you know I don't even know how many surgeries I had and my husband was he doesn't remember because all he was caring about is is she going to survive doctor said no just your your wife's not gonna make it she's got no chance and he said you know what you don't know my god and you don't know what he's capable of and that just gets me all 
emotional every single time because he never doubted. And so this is when the, the prayers started. And just people prayed all over the place. And eventually it became evident that God was answering. He was listening and he was answering those prayers. But in order to save my life, they did have to amputate. So they took my hands and my feet. And when I woke up from the three-week coma, I was wrapped in bandages. Mm. And that was the beginning of a whole new life for us. Wow. It's crazy to think about. And the fact that you had no idea what was going on until you woke up and you're like, um, why am I here? Where, where are my hands? Where am I? I mean, like so many questions I'm sure that you had right. as you were waking up. There was a few minute period where the, they needed to tell me, they needed to notify me, I think. So they turned back the medication. They woke me up and I don't know where they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Live or die, you get to choose. And I thought, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. Just you know, my husband was standing there. He was in tears. Fix it. <laughs> so that's what they did. They said, okay, lights went out and that was it. And then when the next time I woke up, yeah, I had bandages. And then I was in the hospital for a, a few months, rehab for another month. And I was away from home for three months. And when I came home, I was confused what do I do now what is my life gonna look like is this it mm -hmm. so I had to figure out what this was all about and you know the one thing that never left was my faith my family's faith and we often get asked well did you ever doubt God were you ever angry and, you know, I can honestly say no. I never was angry. I never questioned, well, do I need him? Well, of course. How could I do something like this? Any of us. How could we do it without him? So, yeah. I remember, actually, the first thing I remember from the hospital bed was praying. Mm -hmm. Okay. If this is what's in my cards, then you're going to have to help me through this. And I remember praying um, my, I call it my life verse, but Proverbs 3, 5, 6, mm -hmm. you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. And I knew that's all I could do was trust him. Yeah. What other choice did I have? Hmm. One of my favorite verses too. And, yeah. and I love that um, in all of it, in the thick of it, you didn't lose that faith because I think right. so many of us, um, we tend to question why God, why me, what's going on? What's, you know, or are you even there? Are you listening? And all the questions that we can have. And I'd love to talk a little bit about how God does allow our suffering because it is true. I mean, we are in this life. He says that there are going to be troubles. We are going to have suffering. It's not going to be an, an easy life just because we're Christians and, um, though he right. wants the best for us, he doesn't want us suffering. Uh, we will experience it, but um, he allowed your suffering to create a beautiful story 
And um, out of it, you've created one exceptional life, your blog and your coaching. And um, I'd love to just hear what are your thoughts on that? On um, did you see? I mean, in the midst of it, you may not have seen it, but now coming out, looking back, how how that suffering, how he kind of like wove it into a tapestry. Yeah, you know, it took me a while. And the first thing you think is, well, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? What, what was my sin? And what I came to realize, I mean, we studied this out in church and everything. I mean, I don't know how many times I brought it up asking, so what did I do wrong? And what we studied through was that it's not always about me. It's about the people who are watching us. And, you know, as Christians, we're like under a microscope. And the world is just watching to see how we respond to things. And so it took me a while to figure things out. And as I started to write about my story, and I would get comments and emails about, how inspirational my story was, or even meeting people in the grocery store. They'll always come up to me wherever I'm at and ask questions. Or I had one woman come up to me in Hobby Lobby. I didn't see her coming, but she just comes up and she almost yells across the aisle, I love you so much. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I think people need to see how other people respond to glean inspiration for their own struggles. And when I started to write and all of this feedback, it became evident to me in a big way that this wasn't something that I necessarily needed to go through, but what other people needed to see happen. So that, you know, just like um, the second Corinthians verse, God comforted me so that I could go through what I went through in order to comfort other people as they go through their struggles. And that has been the biggest eye opener for me. Um, I am able to give support and encouragement to people it doesn't matter if they're amputees or they're going through cancer or you know I always say a hangnail <laughs> it doesn't matter because everybody and I find myself telling people this often also oh well my thing is just minimal compared to what you have gone through but each of us experiences whatever our struggle is, it's so personal and it's so real to us that it doesn't matter what somebody else goes through. That hangnail could be the biggest thing that's ever happened to you. It's still real. So I don't ever want people to minimize what their struggle is just because somebody else, their neighbor or somebody they meet on the internet has gone through quadruple amputations or cancer for their fifth time whatever that may be. So um, yeah, I, I truly believe God gave me this opportunity to bless other people. 
Um, and it has turned into my calling, which, you know, like you had mentioned, you would think the worst thing that could happen to somebody would actually turn into a beautiful story and uh, an opportunity for hope for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. And I, it's one of those things you just don't see that path. Like we have our own path we determine and we're like, okay, well, this is where I'm going and here, this is next and this is next. And when that roadblock comes of mm -hmm. suffering, we're taken aback and we're like, this isn't a part of the plan. What do I do now? Where, where am yeah. I going to go? And um, I think of when you said, uh, you know, the hangman might've been the worst thing that happened to you, but it's still a big deal for you. And I felt that even as I was writing my latest story or my latest book, Victory Run, because it's based off of a, a ankle injury. And I struggled writing that book for that reason. Cause I thought, well, I'm, it's not the worst thing that could happen. It would, but it, for me, it changed the trajectory of where I was going and it changed our family dynamic. It changed a lot of things, but I'm like a silly broken ankle. Who's going to want to read about that. But I, and that was where God had to deal with me and say, our sufferings aren't the same. Like our pain isn't going to be the same as someone else's, but it doesn't mean you're not feeling that pain that it's right. not like personal to you, like you were talking about. Um, and it's, it's one of those things you just, I had a, I had to kind of clarify with him. Okay. I get it. I'm, this is what I have to walk through. It's not maybe what someone else has to walk through. Someone else might have to walk through something that may appear worse, but I'm still going through the same type of a grieving process. I'm still going through how do, how do I recover? How do I heal? And how do I, I'm making that choice. How, how do I react to this? How do I respond to this? Am I going to choose to go the direction that I would like to, my flesh would like to, or am I going to go the direction where God can use me? The limiting beliefs and mental barriers holding you back in the face of trial don't have to define you. Rather, choose to let them refine your mental fortitude and strengthen your resilience and faith muscles. When you are willing to step into the fire of refinement, you can use life's trials and turn them into something beautiful. That's what I did in the face of a crippling injury that took me off course for more than a year. The road to recovery was surprisingly grueling with many unexpected bumps along the way. Follow my journey as I take you through my tears and frustrations and share how the 2021 Boston Marathon became my victory run. My new book, Victory Run, Turning Trials into Triumphs, will outline the process for you to break barriers, mental, physical, and emotional. When life hits you hard and events knock you off track, Turn to this book to refuel your spirit and propel you through your finish line and back into the victory circle. For more details about the book, head to redhotmindset.com forward slash victory run. Again, that's redhotmindset.com forward slash victory run, or you can always snag it on Amazon too. My prayer is that with this book in your hands, you are empowered to turn your own trials into triumphs. And I feel like that's something that you did. You said you kept that faith and though it was hard and you probably had lots of questions and lots of those down times, but you said, I will let you use me. I'm going to allow this suffering to create that hope and joy and peace for others. And um, I think about it like, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to go through these things? But what do you think it is about, how does it create that hope? enjoy it, as others were seeing you as others are commenting and, and sharing like your your story affects them how does it create that hope for them 
I think, well, the hope comes in the relationship with Jesus, right? And so if people look at us and they see that the way that we choose to lean on the Lord is the thing that is going to make us stronger, then there, we would hope that they would say, well, what's she got? Remember that movie? What was it? When Harry met Sally? What's she drinking? Or, you know, I want what she's got. And so that's where the hope is, is what we want to be that witness so that others will look at us and say, all right, there's no way we're getting through life without struggle. But if I can get through it without just curling up in a ball and being miserable for the rest of our lives, then I want that strength. And then it's not just peace and hope and freedom in this life, but it's so much better in the next. You know, we, and I'm not great at regurgitating scripture. I know what it says. I know what it means, but I don't always get it right. But we, the suffering that we have here, it doesn't matter whether it's quadruple amputations or a broken ankle or whatever. It's just not even comparable to the joy that we will have later. Mm. So true. Where the hope comes from. Yeah. And it if they're open from- to it. I mean, there's other folks that are just like, nope, doing it on my own. I can do this. I got this. I don't need no God. Right. But why? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to? If you if you had a a lifeline mm-hmm. or For sure. strength and courage and peace and joy. Yeah. And maybe even seeing it on that side, like what would it have been like for you had you woken up without that hope, without that faith? I mean, could you see it being completely a different situation? Yeah. Cause like, I know family members, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I got this. But the difference is the, I don't know, then it's just all on them. Mm -hmm. You know, when we wake up in the morning, if we're having a bad day, like I was heading towards a migraine earlier today and I was like, oh no, what's this going to look like later? But that's where the Lord comes in. You know, you can go to him and say, okay, I need you to take this off my shoulders right now and just give me some strength so I can get through today, get through the next five minutes or an hour. And when it's just all on you, I don't know, I've been a Christian for better than half my life. So I have, I've been through cancer. And I've been through this and both times I had the Lord in my life. 
So I don't know what that would look like. I'm yeah. thankful I don't have to know. Yeah, right, for sure. And now that you've gone through these things, I mean, those are two major sufferings. Those are two major trials in your life. Um, do you feel like, do you feel as another trial comes up, you feel like you have the armor and you're more prepared or do you feel like you have to learn the same lesson over <laughs> again? I think you really do have to learn the same lesson over because, you know, every day it's just a different struggle, whether it's a headache or phantom pain. Mm. Yesterday I was out with my friends and I was starting to get really sore in these prosthetic legs. And every day there are trials and it's just, I don't want to do it by myself. And yeah, I've got a great family and they're always there to lift me up when I'm feeling down, but the Lord makes a whole big difference it's just comfort. Yeah, so true. So I'd love to talk a little bit about how God uses our battles and, and breakthroughs to help others, because I know mm -hmm. that's what you're doing right now. I think it's really neat because maybe you can even share a little bit about the breakthrough moment you had. Um, I know if they listen, they'll hear the big river story with your daughter and whatnot, but the moment where you said, okay, God, I'll let you use me. I'll let you use this trial. And um, what was that story like for you? How did that unfold? Well, when just kind of a quick recap, my daughter had asked me to go tubing when I thought she had lost her marbles completely. But in that moment, when I said, okay, well, she's not gonna let me die. We can get in this tube and float down the river. In that moment, when you're in the tube and you're floating down the river and we were just laughing and having the best time. And it made me realize that I was more capable of what I was even giving myself credit for. Up until that point, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do that. I, can't, I don't have hands anymore. I can't do anything. I can't. I don't know what to do. And when we were in the tube we were laughing and it was a beautiful day and we were just having a great old time and i was like there are people who are in their pity party like i have been and it was just it was just a think of all the other people out there they need to know about this river they need to know that there's life beyond the pity party and it was funny because I never even gave it a second thought. There's people there. We need to tell them about this. And the plan was, this was the first of many adventures. And then all my children moved away and I had nobody to take me on my adventures because my husband's working all the time. But then it developed into something completely different because I moved away from talking about amputations all the time to talking about overcoming. Hmm. I didn't want to live in the whole amputation life. I wanted to get beyond it into life goes on regardless. Let's make the most of it. 
And yeah, it was, I don't know. It was just, maybe that's just part of the mindset of wanting to be a witness for Christ. But I had an answer to your breakthrough question, which is you have to trust the process. Mm. Right? The Lord gives us these, He allows things to happen in our lives, whether it's for our lesson or for the people around us. But there's always a process, and we have to trust that things that happen in our life are for our good and his glory. We may not understand why or how or what happens next, but we just have to trust the process. Mm. And if we lean on him and not into our own understanding, he will direct our paths. Mm -hmm. And it could be something completely out in left field that we never even saw coming like who would ever imagine a woman with no hands writing <laughs> all over the internet <laughs> i just thinking about that like make any sense does it what did you kind of laugh at first like you want me to do what <laughs> well yeah because even before then my family was like you need to write a book I was like, I'm no writer. What are you talking about? I am lucky to put a couple of words together, let alone conjugate verbs and put it in a sentence. I'm not a writer. I still, we're going on four years. I don't see myself as a writer. I just share. Yeah. It well, and were there some, the some hoops that you felt like you had to walk through, like in order to trust the process of, God, you said you want me to start a blog. So how do I do this? How do I prep for that? Because obviously you can't do that on your own at first. And I think that's one of the things with God is he wants to do, he wants us to do something that we can't do on our own. So we can't take that credit. So he gets that glory. But what did that look like for you to trust that process? At the time I was struggling with like voice to text kind of, systems and trying to figure out how to even use the computer um and for the longest time I did everything on my phone and eventually um you know we, there are a lot of services that we were introduced to and there was one woman that just helped us if you're gonna want to work from home then these are all the tools you're gonna need this is how you I had this giant mouse I never would have found with the rollerball on it without those kind of um, tips. But um, I wear a stylus on my wrist and this has been the biggest help to me because, you know, not only can I type on my laptop or my phone or change the channels and read books and whatever, it gives me a finger per se to use for things that I wouldn't normally have. So I was introduced to those types of tools and I just started, even to this day, I still type with my stylus. 
I can use the voice to text, but most of the time, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth until it does. So it's easier for me to type it out than to try and verbalize it. So yeah, I just, he wanted me to write. So I started to write and it's funny because my son is the one that's getting married is um, he's always loved English and reading and writing and all of these things. And I'm like, okay, well you can edit my blog post. And he was like, yeah, I can do that. I will do that for you. But then it was taking him like a week or two to even look at my stuff. And finally I said, all right, you're fired. I'm going to handle this myself. And it just kind of went from there. I love that. That's so fun. So, and it, it probably was easier using the stylus too, because ways to text sometimes then you have to go back and respell things and do all the things so I'm sure it's horrible it was easier to type with one key at a time than to correct all the mistakes that the voice was making Mm -hmm. it still does (laughs) (laughs) and now I've got one on both arm so I can do the two-fisted typing thing make it two times faster I love it so, well, this so is so my husband, he's like, here, write this down. I need you to write, I need you to send an email because he can't type as fast as I can. Interesting mm. to see what my word per minute thing would be because that would be fun to check out. You should try. I'm sure there's some tests online you can do. I know, right? So, well, this is so good. I, I would love to hear some encouragement from you just for those who are going through a struggle right now, like they have their own trial, it looks different and individual for them, but it's hard. And it's just that season where they're feeling like they're either going through this desert season of waiting, or they're going through um, overcoming a loss or um, affliction or whatnot. Um, What encouragement do you have for my listeners about keeping on going and letting God use what's going on in order to impact others? Mm-hmm. I think the the first step would be to get your heart right with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got something that's preventing you from having those open lines of communication with him, clear that up first, because without it, you're not going to get the help you need, the direction that you need. And I just believe that seeking his guidance for the things that you're facing, that whether it's a goal to lose 10 pounds or, you know, carrying on after a major life event, seeking his guidance, his will, and be willing to follow that, whether it's what we had anticipated our life the direction we wanted it to go or not but just to be open to what he wants for us i don't think it's going to get any better in this world mm-hmm. and until we just you know humbly go before the throne of god and just throw our all on the altar of 
we're in this together. And I know that he wants me to trust him. I know he doesn't want us to suffer, but I am a firm believer that our struggles are designed for our spiritual maturity. And, you know, we learn patience. We learn uh, how to grow closer to the Lord. My faith has grown immensely through this um, because we get to see him in action. We get to see him answer our prayers. Mm. And, you know, he doesn't come right out and say, Wendy, you need to write a blog. But when we test things, He's either going to leave the door open or shut it or guide us in another direction, but you've got to be open to that. And so I think that's the most important part is just to be open to his leadership and be willing to humbly submit whether it's something we wanted to do or not because nobody likes their struggles, but we're going to have them. We can fight the Lord, which is kind of kooky, but we can fight him or not. Um, I just rather have his support and his guidance than try and figure it all out on my own. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I love that we have him to lean on and because I, I don't know how I would get through this world otherwise. And I mm -hmm. also think um, being willing to share, I just even now you're sharing your story even more and being able to tell people it's okay, lean on him. You know, the suffering's here, the suffering's not going anywhere at this point until we leave this world. And um, let's, let's get through it together. And sharing our stories is so important. I mean, I know for a long time, I didn't want to share my, my struggles with depression and my eating disorder and things that I, that I used to have to deal with. Um, but what I've found is I can't help anyone if I'm not willing to open myself up and be vulnerable. And mm -hmm. sometimes that, I mean, it takes us humbling ourselves and saying, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but I know that I need to, I need to walk in this. I need to be vulnerable. And if it helps one person, then it matters. Like, I don't need to help hundreds and hundreds. Like if I can, great. But if I help one person draw closer to the Lord or get through their right. struggle into that breakthrough, breakthrough, beautiful story, then it was all worth it. And, right. um, and so leaning in him is so, so important. I, I would love to end by hearing um, what you think your biggest breakthrough lesson was as you went through the struggle victory journey. And still going through it today, I'm sure. But I think the importance of gratitude. I mean, mm -hmm. just to circle back around, because I most recently someone had asked me to talk to this woman, and she was having a hard time. But I said, you know, if you do nothing else at the end of the day, just look back and find something good that happens 
pick three things and find those things because I'm a firm believer that there's always going to be a silver lining in every dark cloud. And what's really cool is she was like, no, 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 no. But the last few days at the end of every night, I get a message that said, this happened, this happened, this happened. These are my blessings for the day. And I'll tell you what, pretty significant blessings when you look, because we don't always, we think, oh no, my life just stinks. Mm -hmm. Every day is bad. But when you step back and, well, yeah, the sky was blue today. Look at the buds on the trees. I mean, six months of winter, but there's buds on the trees and the daffodils are blooming. And just looking where you might not have, that might not have been a natural thing to do. There's just so many blessings in every single day. Even if you take it, Okay, what happened in the last 15 minutes that was good? People are surprised when they can see that there's more good than they're actually seeing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I've always been a positive person. I've always been a thankful person. But it's really helped me to recognize that there's just, it's just, there's so much more to be thankful for mm -hmm. than every day's a bad day because yeah. it's not. So true. The gratitude. And I can attest to that too. I mean, I went through my seasons of not having gratitude and then going, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to do this every day, for 30 days. I'm going to write three things. And it, it was hard some days. But mm -hmm. I found them and I'm telling you, it changed my world and it made me see things from a different perspective and helped me to change my thoughts. And, um, and so as we suffer, as we go through these sufferings, it's not easy to have that gratitude, but when we can look and, and just have that, just a gleam of something good and something positive, it helps us get through it a little bit mm -hmm. more, a little bit easier, a little bit more thankful. And um, I can see that, I mean, you exude gratitude. And that's one of the things I love about your story because you are, you are somebody who none of us would be like, oh my goodness, what's going on with her? If you decided you didn't want to do anything for the rest of your life, you know? And because you had such a struggle, but you exude gratitude and you're thankful for every day that you have to live and thankful that for, probably thankful for the doctors for what they were able to do in order to get you to that point and for the prayers and for, and just so much that you're such an excuse remover. And um, I mean, I, I think about that often, like, oh, well, Wendy's doing it. I'm going to keep doing it too. I'm going to trudge along because I know that she's out there fighting the battle and impacting others. And um, you do that with your, with your website, One Exceptional Life. And in your blog post, and you talk a lot about gratitude, but can you share just uh, maybe a little bit about um, your blog and what you do there? Yeah, ultimately it is, my goal is to help women rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials that they go through. 
Um, and we do that through um, spiritual growth, talking about moving past the challenges, gratitude, joy, helping other people. I believe that on your worst day, you can always find somebody that needs a phone call or a text message with encouragement. And when you do that, not only do you lift that person up, but you find yourself out of whatever funky mood you were in before you sent that message or made the call or made some cookies or whatever it is. Um, joy, positivity, peace, all of it. And that's what one exceptional life is all about. It doesn't have to be. You know, we only get one life. We've got to do the very best job that we can. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but I have a new Facebook group. Oh, and cool. it's called Women Living Exceptionally with Joy and Jesus. Mm. And in there, it's a community where we can talk about these things. It's an extension it. of the blog and the coaching and all of that. So it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Well, I will link that group in the show notes for sure. And oneexceptionallife.com will have all the links to connect with Wendy and to be able to follow her and gain that encouragement and the gratitude and the joy and the hope and the peace as you go through those trials. And, um, and so this is, is, this has been so fun, Wendy. I'm so thankful that you were willing to come hop on my show again. Um, so we could chat some more because it's always lovely to talk to you. And I always feel so much better afterward. And I think that's oh, just thanks. one of the things, that's one of the things that your ministry brings is just that, that encouragement and that joy. And I have one more thing also um, is a, it's a PDF. It's a free PDF that I give away. It's five steps to um, unlocking peace in the storms of life. And I'll make sure you have that link too. Um, and these are really the five steps that I have used to get me from what was me to smiley Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yes, we will definitely link that for everyone so they can get it and be able to take these trials and turn them into triumph and let God use them for his glory. So Wendy, I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much, Gabe. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.